You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Bates Motel After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Bates Motel After Show. Bing is for doing, and we are finally doing Bates Motel finale. It's finally the finale. Finally <laughs> the finale. Three days later. Eight days later. Three days later. I'm, yeah, I'm Eight days later. Three days. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Dua Casey. That's me. Welcome. How are you? Hello. And the lovely Nando Velasquez. Aw, you say the sweetest things to me. And we are not joined by uh, Joe Sanflippo, who... Who sadly had to attend to some family business today. We and tried really hard to do this with all four of us, and we still couldn't make it work. Could not make it work. What? <laughs> oh. uh, but uh, we are here. At least three, three out of four is bad. Uh, so we, we've got a finale. Thank you for hanging in with us. Those of you who watched the finale on Monday night have been dying to uh, to talk about it, uh, at least online. A lot of you have been very kind and say we're not going to give any spoilers. Some of you have just said, F it, we're going to tell you what happened. <laughs> it's hard not to give any spoilers. Especially in 2013 and when, and with Twitter and everything else. It's like, you know, I, I went on a radio silence as best I could. So I, I didn't I didn't well, watch it until somebody today. tweeted the ending to me yesterday. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I think it was, Mr. Was Flippo. It, yep. Yeah, Mr. Flippo oh, tweeted the ending. In our own in our own ranks. In our own ranks. He, oh, he before I was able on. to finish watching it, he tweeted it at me. So That's such a Flippo. But you know what? It was my prediction, so it came true anyway. So did you predict this last week? Because I don't remember your prediction. I did predict it last week because I remember Joe freaking out over it because Joe felt really com- he likes her. Yes. Needs a prize. He liked Miss Watson, he and he hates the fact that I always want to kill off the people that he likes. Well, I guess that I guess you're right. I guess that little strand of blonde hair was foreshadowing yeah. in some type of way. In Absolutely. Some, in some some sort of way. Mm. So, um, well, let's get we, let's get into this. So we had a we had our, our season finale. What a, what a great season this was, right? Yes, it was really really good. I mean, the, 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 you know, we did really well for A and E, and the ratings were up. We'll talk about that a little later. But um, I mean, it, it was just it, it it fulfilled the promise of what we thought in the pilot. Uh, it sustained, and if it not increased the whole time, and ended. You know, with, with some real suspense. Um, something that I wanted to mention is that it seemed at the end of this episode, it kind of seemed when Norma and Norman were walking up that iconic stairwell, uh-huh. it seemed like it was just like a happy ending. And it wasn't until that very, very last scene sure. that you see Miss Watson. Now, it kind of brings up the subject how many alternate endings do you think they had? Because yeah, that's interesting. That, mm. that last scene could have been anything. Well, there, there's a, there's a really great interview with uh, with Carlton Cuse in the Hollywood Reporter online right now, where they talk. He talks in depth about the finale itself. I encourage you all to check it out. Uh, finale itself, kind of what their thoughts were, um, plot wise, and also um, you know maybe some some hints at season two, which we'll which we'll get to a little later. But uh, I don't know. It, but, but from the sounds of this, it sounds like it's pretty well planned out. Like it was pretty mapped out and planned out in terms of the you know what what they wanted to show and how they wanted to show it. Um, do you feel like they tied up all their loose ends? Oh heck no! No, no. What are the loose ends that you think are still there? Well, well, 
Romero is still kind of a, a mystery to me. I mean, he showed up really big in this episode, but you know the things he was saying before he he uh, shot Abernathy. So, well, we'll we'll talk about we'll that. talk about that. I, I think that's I think that's that's debatable. I actually don't think it's up for that much interpretation. I think it was pretty much an act, but not in my town, you piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, they threw the money. <laughs> Presumably threw the money out, of, out, out into the ocean. And then really a lot of the stuff with Dylan and I think we're just getting uh, getting to know exactly what's going on with Bradley's dad, uh, which we could talk about at the uh, later on as sure. well. Sure. Well, we, we, when, you, when you ask the question, did they, whoever asked the question, did they tap the loose ends? Yeah. I think that like they did a good job of tying up. You know, they they put a lot of questions. You know, a lot, a lot lost a lot of freaking questions throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they did a good job of sort of answering most of the the, the plot, the, the direct plot lines. They sort of answered them, and then but but did yeah. but did enough to leave it open still. So they yeah. answered a lot of the questions, immediate questions, but left the world very open. And that's it's ironic that you say that because I was just mentioning the other day that that's kind of the one thing about Lost that I found irritating is that they so, left so many loose ends open that when mm-hmm. they have to go back and close them all it just it gets a little bit confusing and muddled well here they closed a lot of their main ties mm-hmm. right and so I think that leaves them for a clean slate and also to start a new chapter in season two so we're probably going to see a whole bunch of new things I think that um, I think that uh, Keith Summers family is going to be a bigger issue yeah. in season two yeah, we'll, we'll see. And yeah, Lost drove me crazy. I mean, I love Lost, loved Lost, but drove me crazy with that. Like yeah. every every for every question or answer, there's five more questions. Yeah, you know, it's like we'll answer really this, but there's five more. It's like, like that's not fun. And then you're just confused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I watched but, the show and I was just confused. I have 45 questions and three answers. I don't understand. But anyway, <laughs> but not 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 on Base Motel. So, um, well, we want to thank you guys for joining us here on iTunes and joining us here on our After Buzz After Show. This is our final Bates Motel. Show for this season. For this season, we'll we'll be back as soon as they're back. Um, but you guys have been fantastic to us. We you've kept us in the top ten all season long, uh, mostly top, you know, top, really high, um, top ten, top five a lot of the times. So we really appreciate that. We appreciate all your comments, and we still would love to hear your comments on the finale uh, and discussion points. Um, as we'll get to, when we get to the tickety tickety, Nanda will talk tickety tickety. Get some of your theories yes. out there, but um, yeah, can please continue to comment and rate us. And even though this is it, we we, we love to have you rate us because we like to go out with a bang here on After Buzz on this on the show. How so thank you name, very much. How did the name Tickety Tickety come about? That's something I've always wanted to ask you boys. It, I mean, it, it's from, it, it, it's, it really makes no sense, but it's from, I think it was from the following podcast where we talked about reading, Joe was talking about typing up something, and it was like a ticker type, like the ticker type, and it should read the tickety tickety from the ticker type. Like, <laughs> well, also when we when we do the news reference. and gossip, actually, if you look listen to news and gossip, it's a tickety tickety in the background. So that's where you yes. Got it from. But I thought there was some sort too. of typing reference or so I don't even remember. But uh, whatever it is, it's called the tickety tickety now. Nice. <laughs> we, we call it that. We call it that. <clears throat> yeah. So so anyway, thank you very much, guys. So let's 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 jump into this. I mean, I don't know. We we didn't we didn't get a chance to really talk about um, who wants to talk about what, but. I'm going to just throw it out there. Dua, Casey. All right. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, well, why don't you talk, well, talk about, let's, let's, let's talk about this whole, there's two major, you know, plots here going on, right? Mm-hmm. We have we have the, the, the dilemma with the money, midnight, if you will, everything around midnight, yeah. you know, with, with the money and Romero and Abernathy and Norma and, you know. And also uh, with, um, with Emma and her almost like Cinderella story, I felt like everything had to do with midnight because you know in Cinderella the the whole oh, that's thing, an interesting mid- thing. Yeah, that there's a whole another thing, a whole another side to that. I felt like it had so many different meanings in that one word. They really do a good job titling these episodes. Yeah, that's a great 
That's a great point. I never thought of that. <laughs> Leave wow. it to me to bring up the fairy tales. Do it, Casey. <laughs> and then, and then the second thing, aside from that, is, is Norman. Norman, Norman's arc here. You know, we're, we're coming to this crescendo. The show is about Norman and Norma, but we're coming to the crescendo of um, of Norman's arc, which is you know, with him dealing with uh, Dylan and him with, him dealing with Bradley. Him dealing obviously with Emma and not being able to find his black socks. Right, he was very very <laughs> that, upset about wow, that. Wow, that yes. was a problem. Yeah. It was a huge problem for him. <laughs> Dylan's like, dude, I got some Mom, socks. Mom, where are my black socks? No, it, it was mother. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Like, yeah, I actually looked away when that happened it sc- and I heard that scream I jumped I'm like what happened <laughs> oh socks you can't look away for one second <laughs> oh watching this show anyway and then also uh, and then obviously with in the, the final Nor- Norman and Miss um, Watson Watson of course so um, so let's get and so yeah, as we started with Norman and Norma we're ending with Norman and Norma two, two separate type storylines here but let's start with the, with the money and the Norma side storyline what do you what do you what are your thoughts so on Norma that? Norma was ter- for the first for the first probably forty five minutes of this episode she was terrified sure so much so that she went back to the therapist mm-hmm. and you know how Norma does not like to ask for help does not like to admit that she wants help and she was even nervous in that um, in that room sitting in that chair I loved when the therapist started bringing up her childhood how she do you guys notice how she almost reverted back to a child herself yeah yeah. And she started talking about how, you know, her father was a really nice guy and her mother always smelled like cookies. And you're like, well, this is an obvious lie. Yeah. And, and it then, pained her. It actually pained her after that. Well, yeah. Well, what's also interesting in that is I counted. I think she used the word normal like like five or six times in that in that time thing. She, oh, wow. she kept saying, no, we're normal. It's only normal. What? It's normal. Yeah. It was normal. Like, <laughs> like no, it wasn't normal. Normal, normal, normal. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make it normal the more you say it, but and, yeah. And then it actually goes to the scene right afterwards. It was her and Emma with Emma trying on the dress or mm-hmm. having her, and it goes right back to that scar. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the two have a direct connection. I feel like that scar is from her childhood. And sure. I, even, I even wrote in my notes um, before we saw the scene with Norma and uh, Norma and Norman when she made that crazy confession to him on the couch mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes that I thought that she was sexually abused mm-hmm. because it would explain the ancestral situation between her and her uh, sons mm-hmm. and that she doesn't know that line right. and then of course in the next scene she makes this crazy confession to Norman like how is he going to deal with that confession? Perfect timing on her part <laughs> like, <laughs> she knows how to time these things out <laughs> She's really hey have happy. a good time at the prom oh yeah by the way I was molested by my brother See you later. Yeah. <laughs> good night. Here's your corsage. I just have to tell you in case I you go and night. die. Yeah. <laughs> you, usually you get horror stories about what not to do at prom. No, I'm just giving yeah. you my own personal life story yeah. about how I was molested well, as a child. I, I want to unpack that a little more later, but I, but I, I do want to get back to... Well, it uh, shows how selfish she is. As just mm-hmm. naturally as a person, because the only thing that she was thinking about was the money and was about her meeting with Abernathy. Well, and her and possibly dying. I mean, she wanted, I mean, in all fairness, she wanted to share this secret with somebody in case she didn't survive. Oh, but it wasn't like, I've always loved you, take care of your brother. It was like, <laughs> it just was, it went a little different yeah. you know, path. I, I think you, you hit it on the head with the sort of, it, there's a bit of arrested development there with her in, in terms of like, she reverts back to that, maybe that childhood mm-hmm. Norma. And I, now, if you look at everything, it all starts to make sense because there's a bit of Norma that comes off initially as, you know, obviously overbearing and inappropriate and, and smothering, but also like 
crazy. We thought, like, oh, Norma's crazy. I've said it a thousand times in this very podcast. Norma's crazy. And not that she's the sanest person in the world, but you begin to understand now, by episode 10, with all the evidence in front of us, you get to understand, oh, this is a person who was abused. This is a person who maybe it still reverts back to being a teenager or younger Which, and yeah. views the world that way. And mm-hmm. you see that interactions with their interactions with her sons, with their interactions with uh, authority figures, and also with Emma, you know. And- yeah, and her not being able to deal with stuff. And it is. It almost, if you see the scenes with her and Emma, it's not like she is like a mother and Emma is like a child. It's like they're girlfriends. Right. It's like uh, Norma still has a very teenage, young mentality. Totally. It's like she was like stuck in that time. It makes sense. And then I, I was always kind of like, I started to not really criticize, but wondered about the choices Vera Farmiga was making with Norma because uh, she felt a little <laughs> over the top at times, a little childlike at times. I thought mm-hmm. that she felt a little. She goes from seductress to I had her as a sort of black widow, you know, mm-hmm. you know, really master manipulator seductress. And then halfway through the season, it felt like she was really laying on thick with the like, shut up, I didn't do that. You, you're, you know, you're an icky face. It was like sort of like a very immature Norma, but yeah. now it all makes sense. You know, another funny thing that I, I noticed in this episode in particular was when she was in the psychiatrist and she was talking about her mo- mother being uh, working in a bakery. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I believe it was a scene right after she's cooking for Dylan again which seems to always be a sign of normalcy for her and yeah. always a sign that she wants something and yeah. I think she associates that with her with at least the impression of what she thinks should be normal interesting almost like normal with that story she did too. whether that story right. is true whether that story was true about her mother working in a bakery and being whatever it was or it's not her idea of her like I- the idealistic exactly so it's almost like a Donna Reed type of Very demented much. type of way that she wants to view a life and she tries to revert to that but we see that usually it, she can't hold it for a long period. Usually she starts yeah. by trying to cook something for Dylan, and then someone says something, and she reverts back. And then back. she's like, can I get a gun? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how that conversation went. Well, and, it, and speak, speaking of Donna Reed, it may explain sort of this, this retro feel and look. I mean, she is sort of stuck in this 50s housewife mentality. and in, 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 in Very in dysfunctional 50s yes. housewife mentality. So, uh, I mean, what, what, what may have we thought of may have been sort of an aesthetic choice or a style of choice of the show – may also sort of be explain Norma and, 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 a, character and, and a character choice from Norma and a set choice to, to support Norma, which will obviously bleed out through her son. Mm. You know, bleed out. It's a horrible thing to say. Horrible term. So, so I have a question. Yes. Um, how did Romero know exactly where the money is? Did you guys notice that? Well, yeah, I was going to ask that too. Uh, was he at... Uh, was he at Shelby's house? No, was no, he at Keith's house? I think he was at his house. I think he had the money. But the question is, how did he get it? Or I guess he knew about it in advance and he took it? That, I have no idea. Or he found it after Shelby died? Because, when, because at, but, but at the end of episode nine, where we, in the, oh, I'm sorry, at the, at the beginning of this episode, we know that Romero has the money. Mm-hmm. Like, the thought was, oh, okay, well, we're going to find out how this happened, but we don't. But this could explain the answer to another question that I had from the start, is if... Keith Summers had this lucrative sex slave business. Why did he have to foreclose the uh, hotel? Exactly. And maybe, maybe he lost the money, and Romero had it, yeah. and he didn't even know where the money was. Well, no, I, I, well, I, maybe I don't overthink this because I think that maybe it's as simple as you know, uh, Romero went to um, Shelby's, uh, you know, Shelby's place, the boat or whatever, mm-hmm. did the search, found the money. Like that's maybe, possible. That's possible. Just, it could be that simple because because. But then I still want to ask where. Why the hell do you foreclose on a hotel when you're getting up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars lying around in your hotel to begin and with? You've got Abernathy coming yeah. in every week with money. Sure. Exactly. Well, maybe the uh, the sisters' bookkeeping is not as 
as good as oh, it maybe <laughs> good as this appears maybe to be. she didn't graduate high school maybe maybe, maybe the sister's uh, shaving a little bit off the top or something well, I don't know. I'm standing firm on my position I still think that Romero is the boss and I think that he had the money and I think that maybe maybe that's why maybe the money went missing and that's why he had to foreclose on his house mm. Mm. well that was my position too I, I bet that Romero's the crime boss I'm off of that now yeah. but I'm way off of that team crime now. boss well, right here I mean, he uh, knows, I know. he knows there's a pot business too. going on he knows he knows his town's not on the up and up so I, he does sound like somebody who he's going to protect the town with his own rules Actually, his own way. It's got to go through his town. His rules, his way. That, that, that reminds me of something. But I, but I do want to go back to Norma just for a second. Okay. I don't want to get too far on yeah. Romero. Because yeah. I want to go back to Norma and, and back to the psychiatrist's office. Like, that was very interesting, her choice to, like, she was really, you know, when she's so vulnerable and mm-hmm. afraid, as you'd said, and she has no one to, where to turn to, she has that moment of like, well, this guy, like, I'll just go here and he'll, he'll talk to me. Yeah. I remember clocking that, that scene from the moment she walked across, it was one shot, to walk across to the up to the psychiatrist's door, she knocks ran on the into door. That guy? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Running the guy, and it was like, you know, then cut with. She's like, screw you! Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> What a great that, <laughs> wonderful the way that played out. Like it's like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm totally fine. And then she's like, "Screw you!" Yeah. And she's back like, "I'm fine." And then she goes, "I didn't see you, Mr. Psychiatrist." It was like a Help weird, me. yeah. But that whole she was in there for like I think it was like four and a half minutes, yep. and then she was out. You know, like and then he asked basically like three questions. Yeah, you know, it's too much. It's too much for she, her. She did all the talking, and he has three questions, and she's out. You know, yep. so. Um, but but what, what what brought her there? Do you think? think just the vulnerability and her being so scared. I think, yeah, I mean, I um, I think, well, if you if you move back, if you move forward, we actually go to the beginning of the episode, it was mainly Norma and Dylan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Norma is making Dylan uh, French toast. Yeah. And then she asks him how to use a gun. And then they have that incredible moment where she's teaching him how to use a where he's teaching her how to use a gun, and then he she's lecturing him for the job choices that he's making, which was like the quintessential yeah. Folgers moment between sure. mother and son. Um, and then that moment where Dylan called her mom, right? Which was which I think just added another layer because now she's thinking. But I really think that what sent her over to the th- psychiatrist it would be the fear of Abernathy going to kill her, right? I think it was just too much. Everything, you know, if you t- look at the beginning of the season, she was raped. There was, like, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Like, it's just time to barge into the right. psychiatrist's office. So, so let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about Romero now. Let's, let's, let's really kind of get into this because... He's my new favorite character. He's, based on, yeah, based on last week, he's, he's my a, new favorite character. He's also Richard, uh, Richard Harmon's favorite character, our interview yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's great. Uh, Nestor? Yeah. Nestor yeah. Carbonell. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he was the, great on Lost. Yeah. Uh, suddenly Susan. Mm-hmm. Suddenly Susan? <laughs> yeah. 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 Way, yeah. Back. way back. God, he was on Suddenly Susan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, so, yeah, so Romero, he, you know, he comes off, you know, we, we saw that, that, that scene with him early on with Norma where he sort of tells Norma, you know, and things got kind of awry with, with, with Romero, right? When mm-hmm. he helped cover up the incident. Like he wanted to keep that quiet for whatever reasons his motivations may be to sort of tie a bow around the, the whole Shelby situation, mm-hmm. sex life situation. Then uh, when Norma barges into the office, the the sheriff's office, he sort of threatens her and says, "I'll burn you to the ground if you don't don't threaten me." Mm-hmm. And then when she comes to him for help, she says once again for the second time, "I'll handle this. Don't worry. Trust me." Yep. Uh, which which prompted you and I to think, "Oh yeah, he's a boss. He's a crime boss. This yep. is what's going on." So we see him actually going to take care of it. He has the money. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we don't know why. He goes, uh, presumably, to talk to... He does his little legwork and talks to 
uh, Keith's uh, sister. Yes. Who, who we're seeing for the first time on this episode. Right. I believe her name was Maggie. I wrote it down somewhere. I and he knew that. about now what 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 was telling to me is he knew about everything, but he did not know who Abernathy was. Well, you know, here's the interesting thing. I mean, he's been dealing with Norma for the past couple of weeks, and he's like, "Yeah, Norma, okay, I'll I'll we'll look into it, whatever." Right. All of a sudden, she brings up the money, and something just clicks in his head, and he goes, "Okay, I got this. I, I know what to do now. I'll handle it." Interesting. So right. that's that was the trigger that got him into into direct mode into right. oh, I'm going to be direct about this right now I'm going to handle it he swore that no harm would come to her or her kids so you have to wonder what his motivation was there for that yeah. in particular well and maybe Abernathy was a connection that uh, Deputy Shelby kept from him that he always wanted to know about so maybe like there's I mean there's so many there's so many things that could be going on that we don't know about this is very true and this is I, l- I love the way this left it open and ambiguous because yeah. in the course of this podcast I went from Romero's a crime boss to no way he's a crime boss to I'm back to being him being the crime boss yep. and this is why <laughs> it's because because he the, the whole the whole thing at the end which we should say he has a showdown with Abernathy at the end and he gives him that speech about I love that speech. partners yeah which is great because it's like we knew it and then of course and Norman's about to shoot them both or whatever <laughs> and then of course he shoots him. And then says, "Not in my town," and yeah. throws him and the money off the win- uh, off the bed. Ba- and, and then he tells Norma, "You can come out now." Yeah, yeah. he's on top of the whole situation. I like that he looks at her and he goes, "When I say trust me, trust me." Yeah, <laughs> that was dope. I was like, "Romero!" Oh. He was, yeah, he's that was like on some action hero show oh, yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like a Bruce Willis line. So, but here's the thing: the, the most telling thing about that whole situation was the not in my town. I read, did read it at the time like, well, he's like Charles Bronson, not in my town. He's yeah. taking over. And I thought, wait a minute. Not in his town because he's the crime boss. Mm-hmm. This is an operation yeah, he knew nothing about. Yep. And, and the town is not known for its sex slaves. The town is known for its weed. Yeah. You know, and its other stuff. <laughs> at least weed. Weed uh, that weed, we know of. <laughs> right. And there's other things going on in the town, but not the whole sex slave thing seemed to be happening right under his nose. I like that that's such a common phrase. Oh, the old, the old the sex slave. Thing. You know, <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, we just went away from calling them whores. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, that's right. that was that. That was that was we're someone more, over here. We're more PC. Hey, don't throw yes. me under the bus. <laughs> I'm not. It's all on tape. Mm. All right. <laughs> that's good. Nice. Uh, well, on, on digital tape. There's no yeah. tape anymore. Mando. Yeah, uh, I got it. I, I, I'm hip to that job, <laughs> yes, man. I'm hip. Are. I got it. So yeah, so all this could be presumably going on under, uh, you know. Under his nose, and that pissed him off. Mm-hmm. Not in my town. So it could be me. Not my town as a crime boss, or not in my town as a sheriff. It's a very alpha you know. dog thing. Yeah, it's, it could go either way. I, I don't know any crime boss would throw away that kind of money unless there was no money there in the first place. Maybe it was empty. Who knows? Oh, come on. Yeah, of course. That's the oldest trick in the book. Oh, come on. The old, it's gotta be the old money switcheroo bag yeah. trick. <laughs> yeah, the old brick in the bag. <laughs> brick in the bag. <laughs> it's all paper. Yeah, it's all know. magazines. Yes. So, so what? So, what do you think about that? And I know what you think, Dua, but tell me yeah. anyway. Do you think he's a crime boss? Um, yes, I, I do. I think he's the crime boss. Or, or you know, and the thing is that what they'll do is I think they'll switch it around. They'll switch it around. They'll switch it around. Mm-hmm. I think that. He's the crime boss, but I think that he is the crime boss for some type of noble reason. 
Right. And I think huh. that that would make his character still... What, what does he have, like a, a, a orphanage he's trying to like, save money for? Like, like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? That's Robin, a noble reason. He's doing it for the children. Exactly. <laughs> he's doing this for you the don't children. Know about the, he's like the Robin Hood of crime bosses. Bates Motel East. It's, full, it's an orphanage. <laughs> well, because he still stopped and came by Nor- when Norma called him and she's like, somebody sent me flowers. You mm. know what this means. Right. Like, he still came over and he's like, you left me a message about flowers. Like, I think he still cares on some level, right. but he's in charge. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. That's a good read because he his comes off as a good guy and he doesn't come off as a crime boss who is like, I need to get this woman out of here. She's yeah. a pain in my ass yeah. or, you know. Okay. Nando? I think I, I won't say he's crime boss. I'm going to say he's partnered with somebody. I like, perhaps. How we, I like how we distill this down to like crime boss or the best guy in the world. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah. He's not working with anybody. He's, either, he's either the boss. He's the kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> or he's <laughs> lawman of the year. He is the protector of the town. He goes by his own rules for the protector of the town. I feel like Gil, or there might be somebody else who really is the crime boss, but he is so in the inner circle, and he's getting he's on the take, he's in the inner circle, but he gets to play by his rules. And his rules right. are the businesses that thrive in the town he has to know about, and he protects. Right. Or, or like, what if like we find out like him and Gil are brothers or something, or some something down the line, and so he's just protecting Gil because he owes Gil a fit. Like some there's there's something there. Right. And Jerry Burns, Abernathy's dead, right? He's, he's not going to come he's got next it. season with like an eye patch and a limp. No, right? he's no, dead. They brought they brought Deputy Shelby back. Okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to bring his body. All right. So because I liked I liked him a lot. Yeah, he I liked was him. really cool. He's always good, but he's yeah. got to come. He's got to come back unjustified. He's uh, you know. Oh, there you go. I like that Abernathy is like chilling in the same body of water that Keith is chilling in. It's like just all their dirty laundry. I have a feeling there's a lot more bodies in that, in that, in that water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that the same, is that the same body of water where they end up pulling out the car in the actual movie Psycho? Well, in, in Psycho it was a swamp. Okay. It was like a weird, there was a, a swamp around there and that's where oh, they had three. Back, yep. Yeah, and there's that scene where he dumps the car and the sort of a comic yeah. scene where it stops and yeah. he's like, oh no. And, and then it starts going. Yeah. Again. Well, very funny. But, uh, <laughs> um, and then, um, so okay, so that's so that, that kind of ties a bow around the whole sex slave arc, if you will, <laughs> and those Shelby sex slave Keith Summers arc, and uh, you know, and Abernathy. So no thing. more sex slaves for next season two. However, yeah, we still don't know if the sex slave is dead. I, she's I, dead. Come on, look, <laughs> is she? Because I got the sketchbook. Oh my god, what do you oh need? <laughs> What do you need? Do you da- need to see a, a, a disembodied head or something? What have do you, you downloaded that? the sketchbook? I uh, have you read the sketchbook? Is she still alive in the sketchbook? sketchbook? No. Well, she, I'm, I'm just saying. There's some okay. There's some you graphic say, stuff in there. You want to see more of the sex sketch of the, the sketchbook? Oh, the sex book. Was the sex, it really? <laughs> the sketchbook. I didn't call it the sex book, honey. <laughs> it's a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So listen. Here's my thing with the whole sketchbook and the whole sex slave. Okay. Thing, all right. Go for it. So uh, presumably it's all over except for the fact in episode. One or two, mm-hmm. when we meet Emma, her whole thing was like, or two, when, when, when we meet Emma, her whole thing was like, it's the book, it's all in the book, and here's the cabin. Yeah. And we went out to the cabin, and there was another girl, and there's someone buried out there, and there's mm-hmm. some, there's a whole thing. And in the sketchbook, it tells that whole story of how Giles came out here, and then she was, you know, forced to do stuff, and then her, you know, she had to bury her own friend. It's this whole story. And to me, maybe that's just the backstory we need, and you know, we, we can talk to Carlton about this when we get him on the show next season. Yeah, um, but maybe that's just all backstory. But it, it it seemed that in episode two they were going to explore that more. Like, there's that's the actual cabin. Well, like this could be real, and then it all kind of went away. She gets shot in the woods, and that's it. Game over. Well, that's the reason why I'm, I'm wondering how can they bring that back? Unless she, uh, I I think she's dead. I I, I don't. 
I think that would be a crappy way to tie up that storyline. Yeah. And I think that have they're better than that. Yeah. She Wait, to have her come back? Yeah, to bring it to bring it back in some either to have her come back or to bring the whole storyline back. But they did. It was right. a whole thing. They made a book, they put it online, she was, and now she was, it's just she over. She was running for her life. She was freaked out Dead because she recognized woods, Shelby. Though. Do you think she's gonna just hide in the woods and then show up one day and go, Is it safe to come out now? No, she's bald. No, I think if she's not could find dead. her. Find the her show she's is, been living in the woods. I feel like the show is smart enough to like show us a body. Like if they go out into the woods and we hear a gunshot and he comes back and he's like, I got her. I don't believe that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh really? You got her? All right. Well, good enough for me. Yeah. What's next? Like, back to Norman. Okay. Like, I, no. Like, the, she's got to be out there somewhere. The sketchbook was more interesting than she was, okay. uh, I think. So, I mean, right. well, you know what? If it comes back, it comes back great. Then you have more to talk about with the sketchbook. Well, I think I think that, okay. Well, I'm, I'm saying, you know, I, think this, I think the whole sex slave ring uh-huh. is something that will be attached to the town. There's got to be another guy, another Abernathy who's going to come in town, like, looking for, like, hey, is this a sex slave town? What happened to what happened? Well, Keith? Another Abernathy. <laughs> another Abernathy, Abernathy number two. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. We'll see next season. Well, maybe we'll get to that in our, our predictions. But So let's get into uh, Norman a little bit here. Like he, Norman had a lot to do here. We, we saw oh, yeah. all of Norman's losing time slash blacking out slash freaking out for no reason. All We saw all of it. Every every Norman trick in the book, we saw it all here, here in the finale. Mm. And... Uh, what do you make? What, 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 I don't know where to start because I don't know what to make of. Um, you know, Norman's gotten to the point where he, I'm sort of feel bad for him. I feel sorry for him. I'm rooting for him to a certain degree, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he just kind of like he didn't really help his case with me this episode. You know, I want to mention something. Uh, Nando and I yesterday interviewed Richard Harmon, who plays Bradley's boyfriend on the show, and something when I asked him about. Um, when I asked him about fan feedback, he said that the main thing that, that he gets are uh, ladies that come up to him Uh-oh. and defend Norman. They're like, Uh-oh. why are you being so mean? Like, why don't you just give Norman a chance? Mm. And and we found it interesting that this the writing is so amazing that they will write a psycho killer so sympathetic. And the acting. Pretty yeah. high more. Oh, absolutely. But they'll write the so sympathetic that you actually feel for him and are rooting for him. That's Amazing. Yeah, I think amazing. that that's amazing. So it's an amazing trick because we know a lot like, like Hannibal. We talked about this in Hannibal too. We know how this thing ends. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like we know where it goes. We know you where know? it goes. And so along the way to, to have us put us in this position to not only it's one thing, oh, we're gonna find out. We're gonna know these characters, we're gonna get to know them. We I should know the I should know the backstory. It's fine. I know how mm-hmm. I know Norman's a killer. But no, episode ten we're like, Norman's my guy. Yeah. What's poor Norman? Yeah, let's I mean, save him. Yeah, so I don't know. So yeah, you're right. I mean leading up to him, you know, what he does at the end of the episode. I'm talking about even before that, the way he sort of freaked out on, on Dylan a little bit and the way mm-hmm. he treated Emma the whole episode. Uh, I, I don't know, Norman. I, that The whole scene with Emma and Norman really left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, Velma with an oxygen tank and Norman on capers is great. Yep. But them together awkward at the dance, I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It just made me feel uncomfortable. Neither did Norman. Yeah. yeah it made yeah. me feel really uncomfortable to watch it. And I guess that they really played that scene well then. Sure. Because I, I was like, ugh. Well, that was probably the desired you know effect as they wanted. Yeah. You know, the one thing that the show does, the, one of the many things the show does really, really well is it, 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 it 
flips the audience's expectations and kind of messes with us in a way that doesn't seem manipulative. Normally, I hate like, you know, red herrings are there for a reason or or you think someone's something and it flips on you and it's yeah. not. Like this show does, like like a perfect example is the scene at the dock with Romero and Abernathy. Mm-hmm. Like we all are expecting, you know, Romero to be a bad guy. And so he comes out, he says those words and we're like, oh my God, there it is. But of course, he's the good guy. Or is he? Like <laughs> the show does this better than any show ever. Yeah. You know, the, job, in the history Matt. because it's Usually, I, you know, we, we're smart TV viewers. We we know we're being manipulated. We know, and it's like, oh, oh, they did that. They're trying to do this, and they're making me want to think that, but it's really that. Mm-hmm. No, this show is doing that right in my face, and I'm loving it. That's just yeah. so. So I'm saying all that to say this. The, the prom is another example of that for me is when they, they go to this dance together, and it's like, you know, we want, we, we know we kind of want them to be together, yeah. but we know they're not going to be together. Yeah. We want Norman to, to just, you know, grab her and kiss her, but we know that's not going to happen. But he's so hung up on Bradley, and can't Bradley, stop staring and at her. Bradley's looking over there, and you know, it like, gets horribly uncomfortable, but, mm. you know, it's great. That was a great scene when she walked out on Norman, though, too. I, I, I Good for her for standing Finally. up for herself, but yeah. I still felt really sad for her because uh, yeah. she's, I think she's hotter than Nicola. I think she's there. hotter than Bradley. Sorry, I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. She's in high school. She's pal. in high she's, school. She's, <laughs> I, 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 okay. All right. I'm not, not going to say how many years ago you were in high not, school. Amanda. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything else. You just else. said just it. Saying, just, I think she's out of the you two. You just said it, my friend. Hey, don't don't go pigeonholing <laughs> me in there. Don't go doing that. Uh, right. enough, the talents are messed up enough. <laughs> so no, but uh, no, she. I, I, you know, she's an attractive young woman. <laughs> just admit it. Come on, admit it. <laughs> and well, well, they're already uh, you know, called actors, Bradley. Uh, actors play a, a younger all the time than they really are. What's Bradley? A sexual locomotive? So, yeah, a sexual, sexual dynamo. No, sexual locomotive is sexual energy. That's oh, right. sexual energy. I okay. tried to, when I was watching the show yesterday, I tried to text that to you really quickly. And oh, I guess right. the text went, uh, went through, but the, somebody said it before I texted it. Anyway. Yes. Um, so... Norman, I have a question for you guys. Yep. Uh, there are a few scenes here. There's the scene with the black socks, which had nothing to do with black socks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the scene where Norman gets punched by Richard Harmon's character, mm-hmm. um, also named Richard. And then right after that, he 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 is, he kills the teacher. I mean, allegedly. Uh, well, he, yes. allegedly. I didn't are, see. Are you no, gonna get sued? What? Well, I didn't see nobody kill nobody. All right. Okay. Um, I find it interesting <laughs> that when he was hallucinating his mother on the couch when he's at uh, Miss Watson's house, uh-huh. she uses the same phrase that she used when she was on the bed, trying to get the belt. She goes, "Norman, you know what you have to do." Yeah. That's the phrase. But like, I think that's, that's a psycho phrase. I think that. I think that's from. I think that's ultimately. Is it? Oh, I gotta. Got to backtrack. I don't it. know, but I so feel it, it feels <laughs> like you looked at your computer like you were gonna. Have. <laughs> I know it, it feels like I can't remember, but well, I'm sure someone will tell us by the time we can look this up properly. And I don't want to be googling as we're well, in the air normally, but I feel like that's that's a that's a Norman Bates Norma Bates thing. Like you know what you have to do, Norman. Yeah, you know what, you mother. Have to I don't do. want to. You mother, know, she's nice. You know what you have to do. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> That's, I gotta go. Show's yeah. over. <laughs> no, yeah, but that, that was that was interesting. Well, what what's interesting to me when I'm when I'm still trying to figure out is I don't like I don't know. I feel like that there's something knowing that Norman loses time. We know from Psycho that Norman has his, imagines his mother. Mm-hmm. We know that ultimately he takes over. You know the voice of his mother, like he he plays both parts, but mm-hmm. he definitely imagines her talking you know, in real real time talking to him. Mm-hmm. We know that he loses time and blacks out and doesn't know what he did. Mm-hmm. We know that, um, but what I don't know is where this stuff comes from exactly. Was there a traumatic incident? 
you know, that, that led up to this happening because we know it happened with the dad, but we do not know what was Norman born like this? Was there well, an incident? That, that's the thing I was saying earlier when we saw that flashback, if that was the first instant of him doing something like that or not. Well, it, We're led to believe it is, but right, yeah, absolutely, I, yeah. I mean, I think that that is the ultimate question that they still kind of they 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 tickled on it a little bit this season, but they still they still have to like it's nature versus nurture. Was he inherently like this, or did something happen to to make him like this? Right, um, and that's a question that I don't think that they've answered. But once they once they've answered that question, I think that the show is kind of over, like because right. that's the big question. Hmm. Um, I definitely think that Miss Watson is dead. I don't, oh, she's dead. I don't know. I mean, I think that Norman killed her. Is what there I'm is a, I don't know about that. There is a possibility Leave my that, Norman alone. that Norman didn't kill her. Yes. And that's because the, the other big reveal at the last shot, uh, if you've noticed, the necklace she was wearing. B. B, exactly. And so she was... <gasps> you did Come on. not oh notice that? Oh, my God. That? No, I didn't Oh, that was such a wonderful reveal. But she's always she called Miss Watson. The look at your face. She was B. She's B. She's so B. she was sleeping with Bradley's um, dad. Yes. So it's another B. Oh my no! Oh my god! I just. If you're got watching that. this right now, <laughs> streaming, you're seeing a pure, pure spontaneous reaction yes. from Dua right now. That oh, your eyes her got losing so big. her stuff. She's losing herself <laughs> right now. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. No, she's B. She's and, B. Well, but if she and she was having that uh, that phone call earlier in the episode with, with somebody named Eric that harassing phone call where she yelled at him and said don't call me again and then That's remember right. Norman she told Norman this will be our secret please don't tell anyone about this call but who's Eric because if, if she's having an affair with B and B's dead then she's already having an affair with Eric or or Eric was a past, maybe a jealous boyfriend, maybe somebody else. Maybe Who knows? Eric is Remo. Yeah, because Eric, I, you know, that's... Ooh, Remo sounds like a last name. Eric could be Remo. Well, I think I think Eric's the one who... Whoosh. It could be Eric. Yeah, huh. I think it's Norman. Heck, you know, if Bradley, if Bradley Norman's figured no it out, killer. could it be Bradley? Nah, no. Probably could no. be Bradley. <laughs> but Bradley was upset about finding out her dad had an affair. It's a whodunit. It's a whodunit. Oh. Yeah. So... Oh, it's that's, a caper. I, well, yeah, it's, it's a, a caper. caper. It's a caper. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping on our, our, our predictions or our, our news and gossip slightly, but Carlton Cuse did say in this interview when the, the, the interviewer from The Hollywood Reporter was like, you know, wow, so Norman killed Miss Watson. That's nuts. And his, his response was like, um, yes, Miss Watson is dead. And that was interesting. And it wasn't like, you know, it was something like, it was something very like. Interesting. You know, he didn't say, yeah, he got her. Hmm. That's Norman. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> so, it's possible he knocked her out. It's it, it's actually possible he knocked her out, ran home, and still something else happened to her because she got her throat slit. Well, we're, we're, look, we'll say that for predictions. It's possible that he witnessed it and he, like, there's, I mean, and there could have been another dead body in that room. The only thing that we Boy. saw was Miss Watson. That's all we saw. We there saw, could have been two dead bodies because you know that Norman always came to Norma's defense, and right. that's why he blacked out. He killed his father. He so blacked maybe, out in a in yeah when whenever uh, uh-huh. his, whenever yeah. his mom was in trouble. There could have been somebody in the bedroom. She got attacked, and then he killed that person. But she was dead first. Who and knows? Then, and then you know it seems like Norman is this killer, but he actually is always saving. The defender. His, yeah. A de- yep. Yeah, because he's looking out for the ladies, you know. Yeah. And. Um, yeah. So okay. So that's, so that's a lot of stuff right there, dude. We just got into it. Well, no, we're getting we into it a little, a little more because I'm still, I've got, oh, I've got one, 
horrible question to ask. I gotta ask it. But before, before I do that, it's, it's like a thirty second tease. Before I do that question, I want to get back to you know what set Norman off, right? So these chain of events. We have the Bradley situation. Mm-hmm. You know him confronting Bradley. We have him seeing Bradley and listening to Bradley and Dylan have their little conversation oh, yeah. with him. Oh yeah, you know, which yeah. was the onset of the whole "Where are my socks?" Yes, yeah. you know, which also made him have the horrible time at the prom. Mm-hmm. And then we also saw, had to see we saw him. Well, and, don't forget that his mother also unloaded the whole thing about her. Right, I mean, getting... that, not gonna forget that. Yeah. So so we had the Bradley situation, which was the socks, and then we had before the prom when he's just when he's starting to recover, his we had the was... mother dumps all that stuff on him. Yep. So are these the things that sort of make him? And then um, the last thing, of course, was him going home with Miss Watson and seeing her undress, you know. Mm-hmm. After he gets and then blacking in the face. out. Or then having the vision with his mom. And, right. And supposedly black. Well, he but blacked what, out. So what brought, what brought that as? All so those things? Think, which, which one of those things brought that on? I feel like. Why did he crack? Well, I feel like what happens is that Norman, you notice that Norman is not very reactive. Like when mm-hmm. he's at school, he doesn't have this reaction. Like that one time that Miss Watson went to go grab him to bring him back, like he just he just jerked because he keeps all of these emotions inside him and he represses so much that he doesn't want to show his emotion. And the way Norma does it in the same way a sure. lot of the time. Well, is there, but is there a sexual component there? Is well, there some kind of like... Well, here's something interesting. If you think about it... Like he Bradley, saw her dress and he's like... Brrr. Well, that, that might be part <laughs> of it. Kill somebody! But... but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but Bradley, uh, Bradley was nice to Norman. And now Bradley, uh, she's not mean to Norman, but as far as Norman's concerned, she she was mean to him because right. she heard it, she broke his heart. Emma, who was very nice to Norman as well, stormed out on the prom and left him there. So there's two cases of people showing kindness to Norman originally, mm-hmm. but things not turning out that way. Mm. So here's Miss Watson, who shows him probably the ultimate kindness, and who knows, maybe she would have even gotten a lot kinder several times that night who knows um, that was a bad joke but anyway getting very very kind <laughs> and and perhaps Norman reactively started listening to his mom same thing from before with Bradley what kind of girl brings uh, brings this over you know he's not trusting the women in his life as much as he should the one woman that he trusts in his life who's never let him down has been his mom well and Emma well, and I would let him down a little bit. I would say storming off like that. Yeah, well, kind but of prior embarrassing. To that, but prior, but no, you're, I'm not stepping on your point. So yeah. your point is valid. And full stop on your point. You're right. But I will say this: full stop. That uh, before that, I think what's interesting about this whole thing is that you know all these things are happening around Norman. Norman, and the one thing that is constant is Emma right in front of him, which was her point. Like you know, like. She doesn't give a shit about it. So she she knows all the all of Norman's weird secrets. Mm-hmm. She knows he has the dog. He knows she knows that he's creeping around. She sees all the extended hugs with his mother, and she still likes him. She still like has feelings for him. She knows that he slept with Bradley. Like she knows everything. She defends him at every turn, mm-hmm. and she's got weird like you know stoner guys hitting on her. And she still is like it's all about you. And finally, he's like looking at Bradley, and she's had it. But I do. But but she's the one constant. I think that he there is. I think hopefully in season two he will start to turn that around and and really see that because she's the other thing that's that's constant in his life, I think. Hopefully, she's the only brunette that he's really uh, redhead. That's yeah, it, it, that's there. So everyone else is a blonde. Okay, here's my question. Yeah, buckle up for this one. All right, hold on. Wait, before you ask your question, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that Norman's uh, Norman's stuff or his compulsion to kill or whatever or whatever is you want to call it is mainly sexual. I know that it gets weird because if it was, he w- I feel like he would have killed Bradley because he had sex with Bradley. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I don't know that, it, that... I'm not saying that he gets aroused and wants to kill people per se. I just think that it's like... 
I don't know. I feel like there's a component in there. It's a murder that, boner. Or maybe he found a murder boner. Is that what you said? <laughs> it's a murder boner. Murder boner. <laughs> well, maybe that. Maybe that's exactly what it was. That's, so, that, that's gross. <laughs> that's like a, that's like a punk rock band from the eighties. <laughs> well, maybe he did get like aroused, and then he felt incredibly guilty about it because right. it was his teacher, and he was like, "Well, now I have to kill her." Right. I mean, that's the only obvious answer. The guilt, maybe, huh? Yeah. Okay, so so no, so we 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 teased this whole thing with Norma. We like what's wrong with we have the episode of what's wrong with Norman, but it's also like what's wrong with Norma, right? We've teased yeah. like she's, she's been hiding. She's been something's happened to this woman this whole time, and um, we found out obviously Norman's the guy who killed the, the father. We saw she did Keith Summers. We saw we know she's had a past. We still are getting as I said at the beginning, we're getting more insight as to why she is the way she is with her kids and everything else. Mm-hmm. She decides at the eleventh hour to tell to break down with to someone and tell that story to Norman yep. of all people, her the closest person to him mm-hmm. of what happened, and tells oh, you know what all the stuff used to happen and he took it. You know, however, I, don't know how, I don't know how he took it. He took it in his usual weird Norman awkward way. But something occurred to me as I'm asking, like, why is Norman so weird? What's why why is so weird? Is is Norman's dad his uncle? I was gonna save that for a prediction, but uh, oh, but I mean, is that why Norman's off and lively? Uh, it's possible, but I don't I don't think so. I was actually gonna say. I mean, I, why not? I mean, some bringing it. I was actually gonna say maybe Dylan is. Well, Dylan's I thought the older that too, one. but Dylan's pretty normal. Yeah. Dylan's. I think that like you know she went off and had you know did her thing because where, where is this brother by the way you know his brother's coming back yeah we know he's coming either, back. either, he, either it was revealed that she yeah. killed him yeah. or the brother's out there somewhere but the brother's coming back oh I wonder who's gonna play the brother uh, so the brother will be around <laughs> however Dylan is pretty normal they have different dads we know this we know Dylan's pretty normal cat this guy's like you know normal solid Norman is batshit crazy and so. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. You know. You think that it's incestuous? That's why. That's why he's nuts. Because I don't want to. You look. I don't want to offend all. See, here's all, here's, all, here's all, why that's I disagree a really with it. Valid question. It's a valid question, but I disagree with it. And here's the reason why I disagree. Because obviously, she's not proud of what she did with her brother. So I would think that if she was to have a child as a result of that, and I'm not a woman, so I wouldn't know. She would possibly reject. The son as well, because it's a reminder, constant reminder of that time of her life where she was having sex with her brother. Or, that's why, or uh, that's why I was thinking it might even be more Dylan because she kind of rejects Dylan a little bit more. Maybe. Ooh, okay, that makes that's more a sense. Good point. Yeah, that does make sense. There is this reason, like that you don't really know why it is she's such an ass to Dylan. Oh yeah. Like, and they have, you know, they have, like they had a good moment, but he tried. He really tries so hard for her. But it's on the table that. Yes, it's on the table. It's on the table absolutely. that she had a baby with her brother. Yes. That's, I think that's on. That's, that's definitely yeah. on the table. Yeah. As to which one? I mean, what was your point? That you were gonna. You were gonna. Was that, was that your weird? Was that you your were gonna get question? past my full stop? And yeah, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my point. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's a, it's totally feasible, okay. and it could also make all of these like really incestuous undertones with her and her sons just to kind of foreshadow it. This is my point. Like she's yeah. very. I mean, you you, you hit yeah. on it. Why now we see why she's so huggy, but it's it's yeah. just and it's also kind of like to that point of her being having this arrested development, being stuck in this mode. I mean, that's kind of what she knows. She knows mm-hmm. that affection, maybe family to her, does equal a certain amount of something. Yeah. It's so gross. Every, every time I see like the, even when they're when Dylan was teaching her to shoot, and there's like she's doing the move. You gotta have the sights. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing's weird. <laughs> but it, 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 it's interesting. I will. There's one uh, catch. I did the one interesting thing I did catch is, um, 
when the in the pilot and then in the explanation episode as to when we see the what happened to Norman's dad, mm-hmm. the one thing we saw prominent in that scene was the iron. Iron, yep. steaming well, iron. She was, yeah, she was menacing yeah. him with the iron, as San Filippo said. She was menacing him. Yes, and then the iron, and then the, when uh, when the dad was found, the, the shot opened with the iron steaming. So it's like it, now that we know she was burnt She's with the iron. Burnt with the iron. So there's got to be some 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 symbolism is, in there. Yeah, yep. some triple That's reverse. That's a really symbolism. astute observation. That's really nice. I, I watch the show every now and then. I yeah. watch the show <laughs> every now and then. You know, I, I try to, I try to have a have an interpretation yeah. or two. Okay, so uh, okay, so let, this is well. I just want to ask so. Well, we kind of covered it already, but I do want to ask directly: um, Did, we did Norman did Norman kill Miss Watson, Nando? I feel like it would be an easy; it would be too easy to say yes. yes. So I am going to say there is a lot of room for doubt. Yes. I'm, I'm going to wimp out. And what the hell can no. answer is that? All right, do you want me to say no? <laughs> I'm going to say no. definitely, I, maybe, probably, I but say, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say no. No. Okay. Do it. Um, if you would have asked me this 20 minutes ago, I would have oh. said yes. But now, no, I absolutely don't think. Um, or maybe it's just the simple answer. The thing is, I don't want to over... <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Can I get a straight answer from someone? <laughs> I don't want to have a definitive, like, yes, this happened, this happened, this happened. Right. I mean, there's so many things that I've predicted that haven't come true. And kind of with this show, I don't want to be right, because that's what keeps it exciting for me. Okay. Um, I, You're so good. I don't want to be right. I yeah. do. Yeah, I don't want the answer to be too complicated. I think the simple answer would be it, yes. This Norman killed. You know, Norman killed Miss Watson. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. No, he did not. All right. So let's get, <laughs> let's get to the. Uh, was well, that your horrible question? By the way, what was your horrible question? No, the incest question. Oh, the incest are you, question. Are you, are you, this podcast. Nor- are you listening? I, I just. Did, it, I guess oh, I didn't the incest think it was question horrible. is not that horrible. Well, oh, this d- is I'm the sorry. Motel podcast. Did did did, <laughs> did Norma's brother, who she was having <laughs> sex with, come back to have sex with him later to produce a son that is killing people? That's not weird. I guess in, in that context, yeah. It's <laughs> okay. a little, that's, that's a bit. <laughs> All right. That's a bit horrible. Okay. I can't wait to hear people's theories on this online. Yeah, I would. I would love to. Those two. Uh, give, me, give me some tickety tickety. You want some tickety tickety? Shout outs to the right. people. Okay, so we're going to do the tickety tickety. Uh, thanks for the warning. All right. <laughs> well, let's go to news and gossip. How about that? Okay. After Buzz TV News. I like that there's so many electronic second. devices on this table. I'm not ready. <laughs> All these, uh, my fucking computer. I can do tickety tickety now if you All want. Right. So I'm so not ready. Go. All right. Tickety tickety's. All right. Uh, Micah L. I mean, every week he updates uh, and puts uh, lots of really cool stuff on uh, on his interpretations for the week. So thank you for that, Micah L. We see that. S-P-E-G-C-8-3. Uh, they didn't want to spoil it for anyone, but dang was his thing. Uh, <laughs> Joey Gleek and uh, Alex RT101291 and uh, Brailhead. Actually, I'm going far back for that one. But, yeah, so those are the ones who posted recently. And then on YouTube, on the YouTube, uh, let me just pull that because I had the chat room on earlier. Here we go. On YouTube, I'm just going to keep just keep talking amongst yourself. Here it goes. Edge323, uh, X from the left, The Gaming Bros, Dave1555, D. Siomi, and O O M. P H T H S E H W R H U. Oh, for. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, we've loved watching uh, your your ratings and your comments every single week. So thank you very much for that. And, uh, and we, we love doing the show. And we love doing the show. And we hope to see more from you guys and, uh, in the future. 
Right. And now your turn. Uh, oh, I did find something. I, I we're not. <laughs> We don't, well, we don't have time to get into my Carl, Roy Carlton Q's recap of the interview, but check that out in the Hollywood Report, HollywoodReport.com. Is it because your computer died? Yeah, but I, I didn't. Do you want me to pull it up? <laughs> no, I will we try to pull this up while you're doing it. No, 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 I got it, but we will say, I will say this, because that's some points I want to talk about. But I will say the, the, the season finale, the ratings were, were up, way up. Uh, up fifteen percent. You know, we it did two point seven million viewers in the coveted eighteen to forty nine demographic. Mm-hmm. Something that you are barely in, Mando. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, we're, we're the same age, so I can say that. <laughs> and then say it to yourself. I, actually, you're older, but uh, <laughs> um, we're both thirty two. There's and then in the, the twenty five to fifty four demographic, it did one point four, um, which which is fantastic, and it's uh, yeah up. Up total eight percent from the season, up fifteen percent, you know, and then that one demographic, and still not quite as good as the premiere, which which did which did the most was the most watched premiere in any history, much yeah. most drama ever. But like, mm-hmm. uh, it's still it's 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 well enough. It's a bona fide hit. So, which is for A and E and a bona fide hit by any standards, which is fantastic. So, now do we know how many episodes season two is going to be? Uh, we don't. That I, at least I don't hear based on this uh, crackerjack information. I, I feel really left out that I don't have an iPad in front of me. By the right. way, no. Well, now you. Don't, I don't have one either because okay. I'm just giving him mine. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> uh, that, oh, you do have it. Here it is. Okay. Well, I don't. This the, the main the main points I want to make from this interview are basically, um, you know, Carlton Q said uh, on the ending on the ending, uh, the reporter said Nor- Norman Kilbins Watson. The ending is, Carton Q says, the ending is certainly provocative moment that sets up a lot of story next year, which was just definitely not. Uh, yeah, he avoided that one. Yes, he yeah. did. Uh, they asked when, if, if season two will pick up next year with a time jump. Will we see? Uh-huh. You know, that was kind of their prediction. And he said, you know, um, he's not going to exactly say what they're going to do. They know he knows what they're going to do. He's not going to say what he's going to do. But he just said that uh, the events of last season will, will definitely pick up next season with the events of last season so we're going to definitely jump right into the murder or murders so when they say time jump they're talking about like now this is like a madman style yeah. you know whatever like it's the, it was it's a year in the future from yeah. now so they can talk about oh the Miss Watson murder last yeah. year was weird you know but instead of picking up from a day later yeah which is sort of a madman trick I think they that that's a, a cop out in a lot of ways the uh, time it, jump the time yeah. jump I, I agree I sometimes like- it serves story better like a madman but I do uh-huh. I do agree um Oh, this is something that they talk about that, that we didn't talk about, which I want to talk about it, which is the final scene with Norman and Norma that embrace. Uh, do we think that Norman that Norma knew that Norman did something wrong? Because he's spelling it out for her. Mom, I don't remember what happened. I was with Miss Watson, then I was running. Mom, and she's like, Oh, honey. But she knows. No, I think that she's so she's so self involved that I think that she was just happy to be alive. I think that's what that yeah. was about. I, I can agree with you. She on didn't that. think that she was going to see Norman again. She's I don't... so selfish in the end that she's just grateful to be alive and see and to see Norman, and she'll figure it out later. Yeah, if something went wrong. And the last two things I'll say on this is uh, well, his Carlton Cuse's answer to that is your answer. He said, "Really? Yeah, <laughs> really? <laughs> like you're from a game show. Like, I win." <laughs> No, but you know he's yeah he definitely said that he thinks oh, he's just happy. Carlton, we're right here, him. buddy. Yes. We're right here. And the last thing is when asked about you know uh, Romero winds up being the hero, yet he seemed to know all about the business of Abernathy and children. You know, is he involved in the pot ring as well? It's a question. Um, you know, Q, Q says he came across the money at some point. I'm sure he did some sort of off-screen investigation to Shelby's past. I'm not sure if he was fully aware of everything that was going on, uh, but part of this is the investigation um, into how many people in the small town were involved. So. He seems to hit that there's no crime boss. Like that, Shelby is really just, you know, trying to get to the bottom of what's happening. That where how far the crime extends. Shelby in this town. or Romero. Romero, oh. excuse me. 
So and there's lots more, but we don't have time for it. But it's all yeah, yeah. great interview. Please check Hollywood it out. Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. Thank you, Nando. You're welcome. All right. So now let's Thanks, get to predictions. Next season predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Nando Velasquez. Well, you you kind of we kind of talked about it already, but I do predict that uh, we will see Norma's brother in season two. That he will show up. And uh, and we will find out who this Eric person is because I do think that he has a, a spot to play, the one who called uh, Miss B. Watson, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not he is a killer or he's the dead body, he's a dead body or whatever. But we'll get to see a lot more of that. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm curious now that she's talking about her dad. Is her dad dead? Is it possible that maybe we'll see more than just a, a another possibility, more than just a brother? Maybe we'll see someone else Dude from Norman's was, family. Oh, well, he was burned beyond recognition now, so maybe. Maybe that wasn't. No, no, dad. not Bradley's dad. No, not Bradley's dad. No, I mean Norma's dad. Oh, Norma's dad. Norma's dad. Yeah, oh, I don't he's know. Dead. You he's think he's dead? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there goes. Thanks. Oh, for Norma or Norman. Norma's dad. Oh, I thought you said Norman. I was like, no, no he's dead. We know he's yeah. dead. Okay. I meant Norma's dad. Maybe now that we know Tobin. a little more history about her brother and oh. her dad. God. How we, many crazy baits well, can we have in one yeah. show? Yeah, I am going to. My prediction is piggybacking on your prediction because, um, because. Carlton Cuse gave an interview in The Hollywood Reporter a few weeks ago where he talks about Dylan's dad and how we're going to see him in season two. He's going to be a little bit further down the storyline, which would be the same if Dylan's dad is actually Norma's brother. So that would and I and I actually think I like that. I like that theory. When you asked it, it it immediately clicked in my head that, yes, that happened. And it would Mm. explain so much. So, yes, I think that Dylan's dad is Norma's brother. But they were married. I'm going to stick with. Okay, but wasn't Dylan's? But who's to say that married? No, but who's to say? No, she was seventeen. Remember? Yeah, she was seventeen. Doesn't she say that too? Uh Doesn't she say I had sex with him up until I was seventeen? Yeah, she did say that. Ooh. So yeah, and Dylan. Dylan's pretty old for. I mean, she's she's not super old, so it's quite possible in that timeline. All right. Well. Okay, well, you're going to blow my prediction, which is... <laughs> no, I'm give it anyway. I'm sticking with... Okay, we're definitely going to see the, the, the brother. I'm sticking with the what? fact that, is, that he's somehow Norman's real dad. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with when when this is found out, when Norman meets the brother, uh-huh. knowing the, knowing what he knows, which Dylan doesn't know, Norman's going to black out and kill the brother. And and that that's, that'll be his first real kill. Hold kill. On, the brother, the... His dad. Oh, but well, I'm, I'm I'm trying to lay this out here. Okay, <laughs> his uncle. Confusing. I'm sorry. Got it. Norman will meet his uncle, which he'll know did stuff with his mom. Norman's not gonna like that. Norman's gonna a wig huge out. Prediction, by the way. I'm laying it out right now. I'm so <laughs> right. Norman's gonna meet his uncle, which he'll find out he knows he did stuff with his mom. Norman's not gonna like it. He's gonna black out, kill the uncle, <laughs> kill the uncle dead, and which will and he'll and his mom will say that was your father. <laughs> And it'll be it. Norman snaps. I'm going to give one more prediction. Just one quick one. Oh Norman God. wears a dress in season two. Oh, that's a good prediction. There you go. We still have to see a shower, shower scene, too. That's a good prediction. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for all for joining us this season. It's been fun. We can't wait to do it again next season. Uh, please give us all your comments and theories and, and for season two. Um, but thank you for listening and joining us this whole time. Nando Vell, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Nando Vell, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and on various other AfterBuzz shows yep. till, till Bates Motel returns. Yes. <laughs> Do a Casey. Hi, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Do a Casey, D-U-A-K-A-I-S-S-I. Um, or that, 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 that's, that's, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you can find me on Cat. The worst. <laughs> I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me on Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. You can find me on uh, Mad Men uh, with Joe Sanfilippo. Uh, and which we're doing, we're doing a live finale for Mad Men, I should say right now. We're doing a live finale for Mad Men with, with the cast at uh, John Lovett Theater. John Theater and City Walk. And tickets will be on sale, available throughout the buzz very shortly. What is that? When? Yeah. June 23rd. Thank you. I forgot about that part. Uh, and also, uh, we're doing Hannibal. You can find me with, with, with Joe Sanfilippo and Mandelville sometimes. And, uh, sometimes. Hannibal. And also me on Grantland.com, ESPN's Grantland.com, and on Extra sometimes as well. Thank you to everyone, especially Marissa Serafini, who's put up with us this whole time. And Joe Sanfilippo, too, who didn't make it today. But And Joe Sanfilippo. Yes. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.